0: Dr. Tiowan Lin, and welcome to my podcast, Dermatologist Talks Science of Beauty. Today, I'm going to teach you how to build your very own skincare routine, and how you should think about your choice of active ingredients in your skincare, as well as the concept of layering or mixing the skincare ingredients.
1: Well, by now, I think we should all know that the key to having good skin is not just in your genes, but also in your daily habits. But when it comes to skincare, there are so many different routines, rules, products, and ingredients that I'm told will give me healthy, glowing skin. Well, with all that overwhelming amount of information that's available out there, Dr. Teo, can you break down the basic advice on how we can go about building our own skincare routine?
0: First up we're going to start with some skincare routine basics, which I feel everyone should know. Remove your makeup thoroughly. It's important to understand that it's not just the accumulation of your skin oils, the dirt, grime, but also dead skin cells as well as the environmental particulate matter that settles on your skin at the end of the day. And before you can apply any products, your skin needs to be clean. On top of that, we do know the role that bacteria plays in acne. And also, if you do not cleanse your skin properly, you're going to limit the efficacy of the topicals.
1: Okay, so the first and most basic step would be a cleanser. But are there multiple types of cleansers, and how do I know which one is best for my skin?
0: I would start with a gentle emulsion-based cleanser to remove makeup. Um, I prefer emulsion over micellar formulations, primarily because it's able to dissolve different types of makeup much better. For example, um, heavily pigmented mascaras and eyeliners are oil-soluble. This step should then be followed up with a second step um, of cleansing, with, which is with a lathering cleanser. Now, some people say you should avoid foam cleanses. I disagree with that fundamentally. Um, but the key here is if your foam is created by an excess of SLS in the formulation, then it's going to be very dehydrating for your skin. And there have been advances in... Um, the cosmetic science technology of cleansers to allow us to create foam um, in other ways. So for example, amino acid surfactants are much gentler on skin because of its lower pH compared to sulfates. And there is also the option of using um, derivatives such as soy or honey, which are naturally foaming, emulsifying, Now, the value of a foam is that it um, is able to physically grab the residual oil, dirt, grime that's emulsified in the um, oil cleanser. And then, when it's rinsed off, skin does feel, um, you know, clean. And this sensation is important for a lot of individuals, especially those who have oily and combination skin. Now, the use of sonic devices uh, is also uh, something which is worth discussing, sonic technology has been proven to be able to dissolve microparticles and to reduce pollution-induced skin aging, um, and they do so much more effectively than traditional methods with just manual cleansing.
1: That makes so much more sense. Well, I think we all know the most basic routine of using a cleanser, serum, and then moisturizer. But is there something we're missing? How can we bring our skincare routine to the next level? The second
0: tip I have is in your skincare routine, incorporate a massage tool. I use a jade roller to increase the absorption of skincare prior to application of skincare ingredients. Skin icing is a trend that has taken over TikTok and other forms of social media, but um, you really don't need a specific cryotherapy ball uh, sort of uh, device to, um, you know, kind of expose your skin to these extremes of cold temperatures. Uh, just a slightly lower temperature than your normal skin temperature can be achieved with a refrigerated natural stone. Natural stones, uh, because of the principles of thermal conductivity, will feel cooler than the ambient environment. This doesn't happen with plastic or other synthetic materials. The traditional jade roller is designed in an ergonomic way that is easy for the user to handle and um, uses very gentle mechanical rolling action The design of the roller itself can minimize um, any skin friction. It's a smooth surface stone. A good quality roller um, will be comfortable to use on skin. The motion itself, I find, uh, of massage is rather therapeutic, relaxing, and it's almost meditative. So this is what I usually recommend to my patients. It's um, part of the skincare routine. So after cleansing, before you apply the products is to use the roller to allow their skin uh, to increase the absorption of any serums or moisturizers they want to apply. So using a roller is a form of massage and that increases the local blood circulation and Um, massage itself is beneficial because it activates the uh, principles of mechanobiology and um, that leads to increased expression of collagen in your skin.
1: I've never thought about how much product is actually getting absorbed into my skin when I'm applying my skincare. I think I'll definitely have to start incorporating a jade roller into my routine too. Well, a good skincare routine is one of the main factors in the pursuit of healthy glowing skin. But is that it? The
0: third tip I have is to eat well, have a good diet. What does that really mean? Um, you know, in terms of skincare tips or skincare routine, we always think of you know what else you can apply, and that's true because the skin is a very accessible organ and thus Absorb topicals very well. When it comes to your diet, um, I believe that a nutraceutical intervention um, goes a very long way in one's uh, overall health and wellness journey. In skincare formulas, we are aware that plant derivatives they contain potent antioxidants, um, and that's what we want to apply in our skin because it can help to fight free radical damage and help the skin repair oxidative stress. When these um, you know, antioxidants are ingested in your diet, it's also going to slow down biological aging processes when it's absorbed. Um, it's going to be active in your body, affecting every single organ, including your skin. So i personally would increase the amount of plant-based foods in my diet and minimize the intake of saturated fats which are predominantly from animal sources i also want to highlight the importance of treating the neck area your skincare routine shouldn't just end at your face but should also um, apply to your neck and your body if you are overall in good health. Um, you have a regular exercise routine. Um, incorporating high intensity interval type exercises has been shown to improve the activity of collagen producing fibroblasts. The rest of your skin, your body, on your neck, and your face, um, you know, will also be impacted by um, your systemic health. In terms of specific treatment on the neck area, be sure to extend application of your um, day and night moisturizer to your neck area. Um, Remember that the way you apply creams also makes a difference. So you do not want to be dragging your skin downwards, but rather you want to apply it in a way that is uh, against gravity, which is, um, you know, lifting up your skin. Uh, a Lifting up motion uh, to pet moisturizer on your skin is recommended. And also, uh, your skin is able to absorb much better when it's slightly damp. So apply the creams, uh, the serums, uh, just when you're out of the shower.
1: Yeah, we're always trying to maintain the skin in our face, but that shouldn't be the end of it. The skin on our neck and body is just as vulnerable to sun exposure and environmental aggressors so it does make sense that we should also be protecting the rest of our skin moving on when it comes to choosing a new skincare product i've always heard that it's important that all the products in your routine complement one another so you can actually see results can you break down the do's and don'ts of skincare mixing
0: I feel that if a brand is marketing a product which you can mix on your own, the basic assumption is that these ingredients are stable in the formulas. It's not that we are expecting some sort of new chemical reaction to occur from the mixing process, especially one that would render these ingredients ineffective. For example, vitamin C is... um. An ingredient that's very sensitive to environmental exposures such as oxidation. So I think that would be an ingredient that should be excluded from any sort of DIY self-mixing experience. Um, if you're looking at products that will reduce skin oiliness, uh, astringents such as alcohol toners, alpha hydroxy acids, salicylic acids, retinols, Uh, These can all be part of the formula, but I certainly wouldn't combine these ingredients because of the additive effects, the accumulated effects is that it will cause severe skin irritation. So I think for any product that's being marketed as a mix and match experience where you concoct your own um, skincare product, uh, you really should not have any
1: ingredient that is potentially irritating to the skin. Yeah, customized skincare has been an up-and-coming trend lately. Brands that offer customized skincare allow you to choose your own active ingredients to be put into a formula that precisely meets your skin's needs. What is your take on that? The
0: key question here is what is the basis for building your skincare regimen? I think it's a very trendy thing to imagine that you can make your own serum or skincare product but it really is not as simple as this. The reason is because a lot of chemistry is involved. The main function of a chemist that works with a skincare brand is to ensure that the formulas are stable. There should also be a certain shelf life that's intended for a product that's being sold on the shelves. So if it's a product that allows you to mix and match, unless the uh, amount itself, is um, like a really tiny volume that should be clear labeling as to when you would need to finish using the products, for example, within a certain time frame. The very process of compounding your own products would expose the um, final product to uh, the environment, um, to the uh, process of oxidation, and also the risk of bacterial contamination. So if the uh, base formula is going to be predetermined as one that is moisturizing, um, for example, in a face mask, that's the basic function of a sheet mask. And additional active ingredients that are being added should also be compatible in this base. So It's not so, um, tricky with this in, in this respect, because, um, regardless of how you want to customize it, the basic function remains, which is that it should moisturize your skin. Now, if it doesn't even contain, um, a basic moisturizer, then it's going to be ineffective as a vehicle. So common emollients, glycerin, which is a humectant and prevents water loss to the environment, um, you know, is commonly found in sheet mass. Additionally, molecules um, which are hydrating include sodium hyaluronate, uh, polyglutamic acid, all these are able to be absorbed uh, when applied. It's absorbed into the dermis and also functions in um, cell processes at that level. From... A contemporary perspective uh, in the beauty landscape, I feel that it's been very much um, popularized and hyped um, customized serums, customized skincare, which allow the user to add in the ingredients which they think is going to be beneficial for their skin. I think this is firstly a little bit of marketing. Because at the end of the day, an effective serum or cream that should be applied on skin contains antioxidant ingredients which are well-tolerated by all skin types, which includes uh, individuals with sensitive skin. If you actually have a specific skin problem like acne rosacea, which is a condition where your uh, face gets very red, or um, say you have dry, flaky skin, which is a form of dermatitis or eczema, No amount of over-the-counter, mix-and-match active ingredients are actually going to make a difference to your skin. So for such individuals, it's essential for them to be treated medically um, by a dermatologist first.
1: I guess that all good skincare, regardless if customized or not, should meet these basic rules for it to be able to really do what it claims to do on your skin. Well, I would say I have pretty normal skin. Can I still use customized skincare? What sort of formula should I be looking out for?
0: The Masaba system is appropriate for individuals who have mild to moderate symptoms of um, either facial eczema, acne, or even rosacea because it uses over the counter uh, ingredients. Predominantly plant-based, um, and also with um, a body of evidence that supports its use in the uh, treatment of these conditions, and it also comes with a AI algorithm that picks up moderate to severe disease and advises the uh, consumer when they actually need to see a dermatologist. So at the end of the day. We prioritize skin health and public education, brand marketing should also communicate this message responsibly and clearly. Um, and definitely not add to the confusion that your, um, you know, skin problem is cosmetic or it can be treated by any sort of um, topical cream that's over the counter. Um, I think the messaging so far is rather mixed and um, it's a complex industry. It's important for beauty influencers, especially I feel in the era of social media to also be responsible and um, defer to the authority of a, a qualified medical professional. And in this case, specialists, skin specialists or skin experts are dermatologists.
1: Yeah, that is so important, especially in this era where anyone and everyone is talking about skincare. Finally, is there a certain type of ingredient or skincare formula that works for everyone, or is that just a myth?
0: The skincare that would universally benefit skin all all skin types is essentially one that is well tolerated with minimal um, irritating or sensitizing ingredients such as retinols, AHA, salicylic acids, because these, when it's formulated in a leave-on product in an equatorial climate like Singapore with a lot of UV exposure and in skin of color and pigmented skin, can cause hyperpigmentation and skin irritation. Formalists should have a moisturizing antioxidant effect. Um, They also should not have fraudulent claims uh, such as claiming to treat or cure moderate to severe types of disease, which have to be treated with medications.
1: Well, that's it for today's episode. We've spoken about the basics of building a skincare routine, a few must-know tips that are key to healthy skin, as well as the importance of non-irritating ingredients when it comes to layering your skincare. Well, thank you guys for joining us. You can follow Dr. Tio on her Instagram for the latest podcast updates at Dr. Tio Wanlin, Lin and also visit us on our website at www.scienceofbeauty.net.